Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 4th of December 2016, entitled Between the Rock and a Hard Place. And the Bible reading is taken from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 to 4. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. I invite you to stand in honor of the reading of God's Word as we read from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? The people thirsted there for water. The people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. Father, we thank you again for your word, for your reading that we've been able to uh, to sit under and to, and to listen to at this time. We thank you for your spirit within us. Now we pray in these next moments that you'll help us, Lord, to be able to look into your word, to gain from it, that you would speak to hearts as only you can. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. You pray for me that I can breathe this evening. I will try to be brief uh, as I try to uh, to fight through this uh, this cold. But many times I guess what we a simple thought this evening. You notice the uh, uh, the title in your in your bulletin there. Uh, Between the rock and a hard place. We've often heard the saying about being between a rock and a hard place, and uh, that that's a difficult place for us to be when we're between a rock and a hard place and don't know what to do. And that's sort of the thought here this evening. Except instead of just being between a rock and a hard place. We want to think on the thought of being between the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, and a hard place. We find that uh, as we look here that uh, uh, we find that, that, that God had been uh, uh, leading his, his people, and of course they came to a point to where that uh, things weren't going as they expected it to be going, and so therefore they became very, very, very uh, disgruntled at it all. So I want us to notice here, first of all, that... It was the path of God that they were on. Things may not have been going perfect for them, but the path that they were on was the path that God had put them on. Okay, so we find that to the first thing I want you to notice about being between uh, the rock and a hard place was that uh, we see here that they were on the path of God. It was God that was doing the leading. God had led Israel in what appeared to be a trap when they first left Egypt. I mean, they were heading out of there and the enemy was on their back and what happened to them? Suddenly, they came up to the Red Sea before them and nowhere to go, so they had all this body of water in front of them and they had the the enemy on their heels, but we saw the great power of God in parting the Red Sea. And just in case that uh, 
uh, we hadn't realized there is no better guidance system. When I, uh, when I served in the military, when I worked in electronics, it was some of those guidance systems, if you would, for the airplanes that I worked upon, uh, the TACANs and the ILSs that would give those pilots the guidance that they needed to get where they wanted to and to get down on the runway instead of out in the middle of some field somewhere. But there is no better guidance system. We find today that our guidance systems, those automatic guidance systems that are put into those missiles that they can send around the world and apparently pinpoint and go down a, a chimney somewhere because they're so accurate, but there is no guidance system like the Lord. If He's the one that's leading us, then we're not going to end up in the wrong place. Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22 tells us, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. We find that God was leading them every step of the day. By the daylight, there was this pillar, this cloud that was before them that all they had to do was follow exactly where God was taking them to be. At night, we find that it was a pillar of fire so that they could see it in, in, the, in the nighttime. They had ended up at this place where they had no water. They had nothing to drink whatsoever. But may I say to you that the place that they were at was exactly in the path of God's leading. Sometimes we kind of get this idea that uh, if we're in a hard place, that it's because that we've gotten away from God. But I want you to know that's not always true. Sometimes we have the idea that if we're following the path that God wants us to go down, that it's all going to be a bed of roses, that it's going to be an easy path, that there's not going to be any problems, that there's not going to be any struggles. But friends, I don't know what Bible you're reading, but that's not what we find in the Word of God. God can take us through these difficult times for all kinds of reasons, but certainly here, His people had ended up in a place where they had absolutely no water whatsoever, but it was exactly the path of God's leading. He'd led them with the cloud. He'd led them with the fire. He took them exactly where they needed to go. And now, here they were in this hard place. You see, the truth is, is that God was getting ready to do a wonderful thing in their midst. They couldn't see. They didn't know what was around. All they knew is that they were thirsty. They knew that there was no water there, and they knew that they didn't have water, and they knew that their cattle didn't have water. They were looking uh, at how bad and how desperate that things were. But Israel had not learned uh, to trust God. Remember, as we were looking this morning, we said that the reason that they wandered in that wilderness for 40 years was because they just didn't believe God. They didn't trust God. They could have crossed over before they went through all that 40 years had they just trusted Him and believed Him and believed that He would do what He said that He would do. But we find in this situation here, even after all that God had done for them when He had parted the Red Sea, when He had brought them out of captivity, they were still struggling because they had a problem. There was no water whatsoever even though that they'd been following the cloud, they'd been following the fire. But remember, they were exactly where God had led them, and yet they were in a hard place. I want you to notice not only when we're thinking about this hard place, not only the path of God, but I want you to notice the people of God. What happened to the people of God? In Exodus chapter 17, verses 2 and 3, 
The Bible says, Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Here's the people. They're in a hard place. There's no question about it. But the first thing they do is they begin to become a very disgruntled people. They don't like being in a hard place. They don't like things that are not as smooth as they want them to be. And he's asked them, why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? What in the world, Moses, are you doing? You brought us up out of Israel just to bring us here so that we can die? They were looking for an easy path. But they were on the path that God had led them on. But the people of God, when things weren't going smooth, they became very dissatisfied, very disgruntled, and began to complain about the situation that they were in. But of course, we've got the path of God that God's been leading them. We've got the people of God that are being led. But we've also got in this account the prophet of God, God's spokesman, the one that's there for God, the one that God is using to speak to this people. And since Moses was the man of God, well, who better to blame than, than the guy that, uh, that's been uh, speaking on God's part? I mean, they couldn't actually see God in all this, but they could sure see Moses there. And, of course, as they began to blame him, we find that Moses spoke these words that we saw there. What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. Moses knew this was a pretty severe thing. Now, Moses knew that he had followed the path that God had led him down. But he also knew that these people weren't happy with where that was. God had just used Moses to lead his people, but now that they were here, they were very, very, very dissatisfied with all that had, had brought them here. So they began to blame Moses. Moses, why in the world have you brought us here? Now Moses could recognize that this situation was pretty desperate. I mean, they were getting ready to stone him. They were pretty unhappy with him. I don't know if God had really informed Moses that he was going to end up in a situation like this. I'm not sure that he told Moses, Moses, I want you to lead my people. I want you to guide them where I, where I send you, where I take you to. But Moses, they're going to get so upset with you, they're going to try to stone you to death because they're not going to be happy with you. I'm not really sure that Moses knew that that was, uh, was coming but here, Moses definitely found himself between one of those rocks in a hard place. He found himself in a situation where he didn't know what to do, and he is crying out to God, God, help me, show me, what is it that I need to do? What shall I do unto this people? Probably, I can just imagine poor Moses, because most of us have been in similar situations before. Uh, Lord, you know... I know that you've shown me in the past that, that nothing is impossible with you. I mean, look at what you've already done for your people. Look what you did with me. Uh, I mean, I was, I was so unworthy, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even speak before the people. But God, you've used me as your mouthpiece. I have no idea where we're going to get water from, Lord, because we're here, and I'm looking around like the people, and, and, and the truth is, is that there's a shortage of water here, God. Uh, you know, I don't, I just, I can't find any water. I can't see any water, but I know that you're still in control. 
But this is getting pretty serious here now. I'm looking at this people that you sent me to God, and they got stones in their hands, and they're getting ready to stone me to death. Lord, what are we going to do? We've got God leading his people. We've got God's prophet there that's speaking to these people, but suddenly when they get in this hard place, they've got to start pointing the finger somewhere. So it's always never the reality that maybe God's got us here for a reason. What's God trying to show me? What's God trying to teach me is, man, what did you do wrong? Why did you get us in this place? So many times that's where we are today. You know, when we get into that hard place in life, we want to look around. We want to blame somebody else for putting us there instead of accepting the fact that maybe we're just exactly where God needs us to be. And God's got a purpose in all of this because, you see, we see something else here because of Moses, it said in verse 4, cried unto the Lord. We see the presence of God in all of it. Moses knew that God was the one that was the answer. God, he's there and he's crying out to him. And we know that it's never right to have a lack of faith. We find that Jesus got on to his disciples time and again in the New Testament, O ye of little faith. It's not right to do that. And Moses didn't. He was perplexed at the situation. He didn't know where any water was. He didn't know what the answer was. But as a man that was between a rock and a hard place, he knew where to turn to. He knew who to go to. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. used to have a saying that said, the door to the room of success swings on the hinges of opposition. In other words, if there's going to be success, there's always going to be opposition before you get there. And that certainly fits the situation that Moses was in here. God was getting ready to do great and wonderful things for his people, but we find that there was opposition, and we talked about some of that this morning too. So we find that here's God leading his people down a path that he has for them. Now, we know that part of the reason they were on the path that they were on was because they had lacked faith. They hadn't trusted God. They hadn't believed God. And so God had a reason for taking them for 40 years around in this wilderness before they arrived where he wanted them. But God had led them every step of the way. God was still the one that was in control. He was the one that was leading them with the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. And he brings them to this place on that journey that God is taking them on. God is still taking them into the promised land, but there's some things that they need to learn along the way. So we find that uh, suddenly the people began to blame God's spokesman. In this case, it was the prophet Moses. Might be the preacher, might be the church leaders, might be some other Christian that's been trying to help and guide you down the path, but some, man, this can't be right. This place is too hard. There's no way that this is where God wants me to be. You don't know what God's doing in your life sometimes. Certainly, the nation of Israel didn't know what God was doing, but man, was he preparing something great and wonderful for them. We see that, thank God, that there was this man called Moses that was still there that knew who to call on. He knew that God was present. And notice what we see next, that we can thank God that when we're in that hard place, we can thank God for the patience, the patience of God. Notice what he says, picking up in our, in our reading there in verse 3, but reading down a bit further. And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, 
Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They may be almost ready to stone me. It looks like, man, this is, this is, this is make or break time now. But notice, and the Lord said unto Moses, God answers his prayer, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thy hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Now, God is dealing with them according to their sin, the Bible says. He's dealing with them according to their sin, but he's dealing with them according to his grace. Their sin, his grace. This, of course, is the rock that Paul spoke of in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4. When they were here in these desert wanderings, he wasn't just between a rock and you stop and see. I mean, on the one hand, he's standing there and they've got the rocks in their hands and they're getting ready to, to toss those rocks at him, literally to take his life. We find that he's not yet arrived at the rock in Horeb where that the water, the answer to his prayer was going to be there. But notice what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. He says, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. Listen, for they drink of the spiritual rock, capital R, that followed them, and that rock was Christ. We find he goes on to say, but with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these were things, were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So God was not only doing what he was doing there for this people to teach them, to train them, to do something in their life, but he was also doing it to do something in your life and my life even today because Paul said, look what was going on there. He did it not only for them, he wasn't dealing with them, but aren't you glad God is patient? I mean, here they are. They just got through wondering. God's had to teach them. God's done all these things for them. He's brought them the manna from heaven after he got them out there. He's led them day by day by day. And yet when they get in a hard place, they start pointing their fingers saying, oh, look what somebody else has done wrong. Instead of looking at what God is trying to do for them, we find that Paul said what they really did was when they drank of that, yes. I mean, who would have ever thought? You know, that where is that water going to come from? Who would have ever thought that God was going to bring it out of a rock by hitting it with a rod? I mean, that's, that's the impossible, and yet that's God. We don't have to see how God's going to do it. We don't have to understand how God's going to do it. What is important is that we know that God is going to do it, not just in the easy paths of life, but in the hard places. When we get to those hard places, these people are naturally terrified. They're looking around. I mean, you know, how would you like to be in the desert with no water to drink? How would you like to be worried about your family and children? But the thing was, is that in that hard place, they needed to have their faith that God had led them here. If God has brought me here, God has brought me here for a purpose. And God did have a purpose. God was doing things in their life, 
But God also had a purpose in using them for others to follow. All down through the centuries, followers of God have been able to go back. They've been able to read this. They've been able to look at that. And he says, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. We should be able to look at that and we should be able to learn from that that just as their desires were earthly because that they weren't trusting God, thank God that he dealt with them with patience. In closing, there's two important truths that I want to, uh, to leave you with this evening. God will sometimes lead us in a path that will allow us to literally come to the end of ourselves so that we find him. It's it, our weakness that we see his strength. It's so many times when we're not able to, and sometimes God has to bring us to the end of ourselves and what we can do and how we can fix it so that we can see him do something. He'll bring us to the end of ourselves so that we might be able also not just to change our attitudes, but to change our testimonies before others because others are looking at how we're handling the situation. It's not a difficult thing to handle the situation when everything is going smooth, when we're in an easy place in life. But I want you to remember that when you're in the hard place, you're never just between a rock and a hard place. You're between the rock and a hard place. The Bible shows us that clearly as we can look back and learn from them and that we're between the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't know that then, but the Bible tells us later that that's exactly, it was the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was what they were really with there, even in the wilderness before they even knew Jesus Christ or knew that he existed because he is eternally existent. So sometimes we're going to get into some hard places, but I just want to encourage you this evening that when we look, let's look at these very simple truths here. First of all, Know that you're on the path of God with your life. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not saved, I promise you, you're not on the path that God wants you on. And if you're a child of God, remember when we've been looking these last two Sunday mornings, we've been talking about the wonders that God can do, that God is still a God of wonders, that he will do wonders just as he promised to do wonders for the nation of Israel. He's promised to do wonders in our life and for us. But the very first thing that we looked at, if we're going to see God do wonders, then we need uh, divine directions. We need the divine directive of where our life is going. Oh, I'm encouraging this evening. You see, you can get in some hard places without him. But this evening, know that you're on the path that God is leading you on. And know this, as a child of God, that God is taking you on a path. And at the end of that path, he's going to make you just like Jesus Christ, you will be glorified just like him. Now, some of the things that we go through, just like the nation of Israel, yes, he was dealing with them because of their sin, just as he did there, but he was dealing with them in grace and with his patience that we can see. Thank God that he still has patience with us. But if we're saved, there is a path for our lives. Now, when we veer off that path, just like they could have gone right on into the promised land, but they ended up wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years on the backside of the desert. Why? Because of their sin of unbelief, because they didn't believe God, because they didn't trust God. But God was doing something positive in their life. All things work together for good. 
All things work together, the bad things, the good things, the things that are being brought on us for chastisement, the things that are being brought on us for God to teach us and strengthen us and help us. God's in control of our lives. So I want you just to remember that when you're in that hard place, are you on the path that God is leading you down? Are you where God is leading you with your life? Because sometimes when you're following the path of God, he's got a reason for having you there. Don't become like the people of God here and become disgruntled and start blaming everybody else for your situation. Well, if somebody else had done better here, if the church had done better there, or if so-and-so had done better, I wouldn't be in this hard place. Hey, God's the one that's still in control. Don't start blaming someone else, the prophet of God. Believe it or not, it's, always, it's not always the preacher's fault. Uh, it's not always somebody else's fault that, uh, that is maybe trying to love you and care for you. God may be using them, but God could still be doing something in your life specifically. The presence of God is always with you, just as it was with them, and the patience of God. God is patient with us. If he weren't, then I'd have, been, I'd have been smacked off the face of the earth a long time ago. But he's been extremely patient with me, and he's patient with you. Sometimes, sometimes, God will take you into some hard places because it's what you need. He wouldn't have you there if you didn't. Whatever, know that you're following God. Know that you're on his path with your life. Know that you know him. Know that he's the one that's leading you. And keep these things in mind. Accept your position and know that he is God and he's in control, and there is nothing impossible for God. I don't care if you can look around like Moses. Remember, he's always present. Go to him. Call out to him. You may not be able to see the answer. It may not even be there, and God may choose to supply it in some way that <laughs> doesn't even make natural sense to you, but God's doing it, and God's doing it for you. He's doing it to help you. He's not doing it. So make sure you're not just between a rock in a hard place. Make sure you're between the rock, Jesus Christ, and that hard place, and you'll be just fine. Father, we thank you this evening as we look at these simple truths from your word. Lord, just the reality that, yes, sometimes we can be in some hard places, and we don't understand why we're here, and it doesn't make sense because, Lord, we, we, we've trusted you, and you brought us, in, and suddenly we're in a place where it seems like that we're just at our end, and there's there's no answer in sight, but I pray, Lord, that you'll help us, help us to keep the faith, help us to look to you, to recognize, to know that, Lord, that you're always present with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You're always there for us to call upon through Jesus Christ. We have a hearing with you any day, any day 24-7, 365 days a year. Lord, you're never out of reach. Help us, Lord. Help us to grasp that, and thank you, Lord. Thank you for being patient with us when we begin to doubt, when we begin to question. Oh, help us to look to you and have the confidence and the faith that we need to have to trust you, to follow the path that you're taking us down, and to realize, Lord, that if we're in a hard place, that the rock, Jesus Christ, he's always there and he's always our answer. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. 